Welcome to the Context Machine, episode 603. I'm Brian Chaffin. And I'm Jeff Gamut. Um, hey, we have a website, contextmachine.io. Go check us out. Yep, and you can use contextmachine.io to reach out to us, or you can find us on both post.news and mastodon at Context Machine. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Didn't even drop one F-bomb for Twitter. Go us. Growth. <laughs> I, I, am, I am so proud of you, Brian. Growth. Look at all the edits you're already saving yourself. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully I got them all in the last episode. <laughs> eh, eh, you know, if you didn't, well, I, I'm betting our audience, they've heard worse. Uh, that is probably true. Doesn't mean they need to hear it from us. Regardless, we got a review over at my podcast reviews and from the, uh, just right up top, like go review us. If you hate us, if you love us, go, um, yeah, review, give us reviews. We love the feedback. And, um, it's, it's nice to know that we are, um, giving you a show where you care enough to actually respond and, uh, and tell us what you think. So thank you for that. Uh, so this re- newest review we got is, uh, a one star review uh, and the title of it is we'll love this show. If you are left wing, uh, which is not wrong. And then the review mm-hmm. itself is show has devolved into left wing rants. We're definitely left of center. Mm-hmm. And, but we uh, do uh, not shy away from the politics. So, you know, and if you hate that, if you hate, if you don't like our show because of that, then go, go leave us a review. That will help someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. And, I don't, uh, I don't resent this review. Uh, um, at all. I, I don't resent it either. And you know what? I, I'm actually glad that they cared enough to yeah. go and give us a review. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, that, I, I think you also mentioned that you had some, some people reach out to you personally to, to talk about our discussion on which was the right portable for you. Is that right? Yes, yes. And uh, it, it was crazy because everyone said, Brian, you talk too much. And then and I'm like, Brian's a nice guy. No, that's not what happened at all. Um, you know, it does clock, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't talk too much. I, I do appreciate that this show can be um, uh, therapy or tech support for you. <laughs> so polite. <laughs> um, but yes, the, uh, the feedback that, uh, that I got where people reached out to me directly was, uh, uh, in, in relation to our discussion about, should I replace my 2019 Intel MacBook pro and what should I get to replace it? And the general consensus, uh, was that I should just shut up. Stop thinking about it and go get a 14-inch M2 MacBook Pro and call it good. So and what I'm hearing uh, is that they said I they said I was right. I'm not going to say that because all I will do is encourage you. <laughs> and <laughs> we just can't go there. I um, accept your apology, sir. Uh, 
Uh, so my my favorite of the the feedbacks that I got from see I just pluralized feedback into feedbacks. Go me. <laughs> um, wow. Anyhow, my favorite was uh, from Patrice, and she said she was actually yelling into the microphone. Or, or not into the microphone. She was yelling at uh, her podcast player saying, go buy the 14-inch MacBook Pro. So uh, cl- I, clearly, there are people that uh, that are absolutely certain what I need to buy. And, uh, and, and I do appreciate that feedback. Well, I, I, I am aware that I will... I try not to, but that I will project my own, you know, desires and preferences onto people. I try very hard to not do that, but I'm sure that there's some of it that leaks through. And, and I, and I try to keep that in mind. And I'm imagine that's the case with a lot of other folks too, is, you know, the, the machine that we think you should get is the machine that we would want to get if we were in that same position. Sure. Yeah, um, totally get it. And uh, it, for me, it was a great discussion because I was able to to talk through a lot of things that that were kind of gelling in my mind, but I hadn't been able to hadn't taken the time yet to like really process them. And uh, and I did. And so I, I've come to the decision. And you're going to absolutely hate this. Excellent. Excellent. I'm ready. Okay. So, um, the decision I came to is that the, the day that, that I'm like, okay, here's the day I'm, I'm going to go get, uh, my, my new laptop. I'm going to get whatever is in stock at my local Apple store on the day that I'm ready to get it. This, the minimum specs that I will need would be 16 gigs of RAM, more is better, and, uh, and a one terabyte SSD. So that means that it could be a MacBook Air, it could be a 14-inch MacBook Pro, or it could be a 16-inch MacBook so Pro. so passive and lame. Are you seriously, you're going you're gonna to let the inventory gods decide what your, what your Mac is going to be? Do not ever discount the value of instant gratification. Well, but you could just order what you want. I am not an animal. This is not stone knives and bearskins. I want to be able to type the thing in the app, hit pay, get in my car, and <laughs> drive the, what, eight blocks <laughs> To the Apple store. Well, okay, but why not? And pick up my computer. Why not include the possibility of driving, you know, 40 blocks to, to go to a different Apple store if they've, if they've got the one you actually want? Again, why would you let the inventory gods, the capricious inventory gods, decide what your Mac is going to be? That's crazy. It doesn't matter, though. I mean, whatever I get, I could get a base model M2 Mac Mini and still have a machine that blows my my current MacBook Pro out of the water. Spoilers. I can't go wrong. Spoilers. It doesn't matter what I get. I win. Still spoilers. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the M2 Mini later in the show. 
Honestly, if you hadn't said spoilers and then told people, it could have been a surprise. So like, oh, wait a second. We see what they did. They they hinted without telling us those clever guys. But no, you went ahead and told everyone. I did. I did. I did. <sighs> I did. This is why you can't be a spy. Uh, I did. Probably some other reasons, too. I think my fondness that, for that's ice cream. That's the main would, one. Fondness for ice cream would do me in. But other than my inability to uh, hold my tongue and 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 my fondness for ice cream, I'd be a great spy. Um, now, are we talking? Spy, are we talking spy on like slow horses? Or are we talking spy on <laughs> freaking treason? Which because I I would probably be just fine as a spy on treason, according to that show. Um, Still cranky about that. You know, I I would have said spy like on slow horses or or spy like on jack ryan <laughs> why wow, they're they're at least they're at least different sides of the same coin all right let's let's not let's, we, we have enough things to talk about today let's not go off on another tangent are, are you sure because we could talk the the what the popular spy shows are right now and probably do a whole show well i, I think we we did that that was two shows ago. Oh, we did. Yeah, we talked. Well, we talked oh. about we talked about treason. We talked about slow horses, and we talked about. I think we got some Jack Ryan in there too. Anyway, regardless, Jeff Gamut, Brian Chaffin. <laughs> we're, we're we're not going to go off on that particular tangent. By the way, I've uh, really been enjoying. I finally started watching Only Murders in the Building. I've seen the first three episodes and I just love it. And uh, I need to get caught up because I'm what basically two and a half seasons behind now. Uh, season three is coming. I think Meryl Streep's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. That's what I was, what I was told. I didn't know that, but I, so I finished season one uh, and I got first like uh, episode into season two. Really, really, really loving it. Such a great show. So, so clever, so fun. Um, uh, fantastic, fantastic mix of like twists and turns, comedic relief, and uh, uh, and a little bit of darkness too. That's awesome. And also, like, really, you know, kind like like kindness and and humanity and stuff too. I don't know. It's it's a good show. It's a really good show. It They've is. done a good job. I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Did you get to the bit where the piano? comes down and oh sorry no uh, i i did get to the uh getting, to the bathtub getting. was made out of the wrong material and the acetate through it wait wrong show wrong show and uh there's no piano thing i was just you know trying to do a spoiler i know i know how much you love spoilers yeah yeah no, it could love spoilers. spoilers. Okay, let's get back on track. Um, next up, we have what do we have? Freeform. We're going to talk about Freeform, Apple's new app from December. <laughs> right, because we're right on top of it. We are right, right on top. Free. I I was truly introduced to Freeform last week when I went looking for some other press releases. So, so I really, I really truly was behind, did not realize that it had been introduced in December. Um, but then, uh, then we figured we'd talk about it today. Yeah. Have you and, used it? Uh, I have. Okay. Tell us what it is. By which I mean, tell me what it is. 
<laughs> Everybody else gets to come along for the ride. Yeah. Come on, everyone. Let's tell Brian all about Freeform. We'll do it together. Excellent. Uh, okay. So, uh, Brian, yeah. uh, everyone that's listening, what, what they want me to tell you is that they've been using Freeform as well. And it's kind of a cool thing. So, the idea is you can have like a, like a whiteboard sort of app. Okay that uh, synchronizes across all your devices and you can have collaborative boards. So like you and I, we can have a, a freeform uh, board where we are putting together stuff for a show. Okay. Crazy, and, crazy uh, idea already. I, you already lost me. I I know. But I figured, um, go big with, uh, with the crazy ideas. Um, so, okay. Let, let's say that you and I were collaborating on a new book. Okay. And we wanted to like brainstorm different ideas and, uh, and different characters. Okay. So it's and, like a mind mapping uh, app. Yeah. You can use it like that. Yeah. Oh, I expected so, you to say no. Oh, No. To make you feel better, um, no. So, so picture being able to have have graphics, um, stuff you write. You can just use like your Apple Pencil on your iPad and and write stuff, and uh, and have like post it notes and and highlight things and group things together. So you you could, if you want, like diagram out a whole project that that uh, that a whole team of people are working on, and then uh, and then it's just all right there. And it, so it's available on your Mac, your iPad, and your iPhone, so you can collaborate on stuff uh, anywhere, meaning on any of your devices. And um, it's it's just a, a really cool, clever tool. I've right. played around with it, and um, and I have used it with uh, with one other person we we were doing a lot of testing just so we could see how it would work and we were working on the same whiteboard in real time all right and uh, i call it a whiteboard i'm not sure what fr what uh, freeform is actually calling each space and uh, uh, i was going I, to ask uh-huh and it seems like a good spot to interrupt to ask this if mm -hmm. how like for like, firstly, it, it from your perspective, what's the difference between a whiteboarding app and a mind mapping app? A whiteboarding app would be something that uh, you're using, like a, as an instructor, and you're teaching a class, and uh, and you want to have a way to to do like traditional whiteboard stuff, where you're writing notes and. And it's something that everyone can see. And uh, depending on on what you're doing, like uh, like I think Microsoft has a product that does this. So it's an enterprise level thing where you can have multiple people working on a whiteboard wherever they are. And uh, and this is in in one sense it's it's kind of like that. But this is designed to be uh, more of just a straight collaboration tool. And. Um, um, it's it's just kind of cool. And w the other thing that I've been liking about it, and it's something that I need to start playing with more, you don't have to use it as a collaboration tool. If you want to have like a freeform sort of mind mapping uh, 
space where you can put down your thoughts and uh, and then add in like links to um, um, reference material. Maybe you have some graphics that that you need to include uh, videos, whatever. You can just have all that stuff in free form, and it can be just you. So you're you're not limited to a uh, uh, using this as a collaboration tool. But uh, I, I see so much value in it for people that uh, that are working on projects together remotely, and they need uh, a place to start brainstorming a project, and then to map out everything they're going to do with the project, and potentially even like sketch out uh, design ideas. And then when when your graphic designer is in on this also, they they have the same information and then they, they can make like the fancy graphics that you're really going to use. Um, you know, maybe you have photos that go along with the project. All right. Drop them all in. And uh, now you have all the photos that you're planning on using and people can make comments and you know, let's use this one. Let's crop this one sort of like this. And uh, this image we actually can't use whatever. Okay. So do your, in. do your notes override mine? Could you override my notes? Uh, we both have notes. Okay. Well, can I just like so, write on top of your notes? You could, we could move your notes after you write on top of mine. Okay. Um, because you know, each thing's like an object essentially. Got it. So yeah, we can be doing something on the same board at the same time. Can the owner delete someone else's additions to their free form? Uh, yeah, someone has to be the owner and, um, um, yeah, I believe that they can uh, remove stuff that other people put in if they need to. I haven't actually played with that because I had no need to. Yeah, fair enough. I, I and I'm I was just curious. I mean, theoretically, you wouldn't have anyone that you invited to your free form that's going to be. So I don't know. It's different people have different levels of control. Yeah. And, well, I mean, I could see a situation where, say, you're using this as part of your business and mm -hmm. uh, and one of the people that's been collaborating on the board, they leave for another job. Right. And uh, and so you just remove them from the board and the content is still there. So they they no longer have access to get into the board. And how are how are like, how do you invite me? Um, what I would do is um, uh, when I create a new board, there's uh, like a little icon in the upper right-hand corner where it's like a silhouette of a person. I could tap on that and then I, and then um, I can add you since you're in my contacts. When, uh, when I start writing or typing your name, it'll find you. I just select you and now you get an invitation. So it'd be like an email. Got it. And then when you accept the invitation, it's going to take you over to Freeform, the app, and we'll be in the same board. All right. That makes sense. Everyone has to have an iCloud account for this to work because that's, that's the, the secret juice that links it all together. How, who is this competing against? Uh, and it's free, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
that that's actually what gives this, I think, an advantage over a lot of other tools. But there, there's actually a lot of products out there that let you do this whole kind of free form sort of thing. Adobe, they've had, um, what is it? Adobe canvas. They've had this for years, but you have to have creative cloud for that. And canvas has a lot of like drawing tools, right? A lot of illustrator related things and, and Photoshop related editing tools and features. Um, I've always thought it did. I've never actually used it. I mean, well, it, um, yeah, kind of. So, I mean, are are they just like really sticking it to, you know, uh, the Omni group and, and Adobe both? No, this, this does not compete with anything Omni group does at all. Okay. Yeah. So if, if you're say like, uh, like an Omni Graffle user, um, you could create a graffle and, uh, and since it's creating all vector stuff, you could, you could like select what you want out of it, copy it and then paste it in to a, um, uh, into a freeform board. And then other people could see it because it's just vector content. Um, but no, this, this does not compete with, uh, with anything that Omni group is doing. Okay. Well, how much of a competitor with, with canvas is it? Um, well, if, uh, if you're already invested in, um, in creative cloud, this is not a competitor because you're going to use the thing that's completely in the, uh, in the, um, uh, Adobe space because everything else you're doing is based on Adobe products. Um, if that's not necessary for you, then here's this great tool. Um, so where I see this as uh, as something that competes with uh, with the open the freeform collaboration tool market out there is that Apple has created something that's uh, that's tightly integrated with the products they already make and it um, does not cost you anything extra to use and uh, and it's pretty capable so. If you're someone that needs a tool like this, uh, it's a great place to start. And you may decide later on, oh, you know, I should go find some other collaboration tool. But at the same time, this is powerful enough that it you may not need to. So right. I, I can see where this is useful for individuals, for students, and for businesses. Last question, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that how much... Uh, is the primary purpose of this for me to have a whiteboarding app that I can use, or is the primary purpose for it to be a collaborative whiteboarding collaboration tool? Um, I want to give you the flippant answer and say yes, but uh, that's that's not even if it's, if that's the actual answer, that's not flippant. That's informative. It's, it's, it's designed so it can be both something you can use yourself and when you need to collaborate with other people, it's it's fully capable of letting you do that too. I mean, and you could do something like like let's say you are working on all these ideas for a new uh, book, 
And so you've got all of these, these little notes and diagrams and stuff that you've been working on and you've been messing around with this for weeks. And now you want me to hop in and give you my feedback. Sure. So you invite me to join your, uh, your freeform board. And now I go in and I start highlighting things and, and making notes where, where I'm like, this character, um, needs to have a little more explanation because it's not clear why, what their motivation is or, um, uh, make, make this more, more of a threat. Um, or this part is amazing. Don't change it when you actually write the story. All right. That makes it. Oh, wait, no, I have one more question. What if of I course. need to stop, collaborate and listen? That's when you're going to break out the parachute pants. <laughs> okay, just just check. What, what does that even mean? I've never actually stopped and thought about the that not like those words don't actually go together. Stop, collaborate, and listen. I mean, like, what does collaborating and listening have to do with each other? You don't like you literally cannot collaborate in listening to something with someone with another person. Only one person can listen. Sometimes it's about the rhythm. It, if you could maybe stop listening, collaborate, but that, that doesn't just you know. Okay, all right. It's possible that I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, right. <clears throat> so next, shall we go next? What do you think? Do you do you, uh, we do should, you like this? Has I this think- replaced anything? I, I'm still not. I'm still unclear on that. Has this replaced anything in your workflow? Because I know that you have long used various tools in this vein. This has not replaced anything in my workflow today. Um, And I don't expect that it will. What I expect is that this will supplement what I already have in my workflows. And, uh, and at some point I will need to have a tool where I can have uh, like a just like a very free form, as the name says, collaboration space for some project, and uh, then this will be part of that. Um, so it's it's not a replacement for anything that I'm doing. It's a supplement. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That makes sense. If y'all have any questions or input for free form or for like whether or not you think freeform would be good for you or, you know, could replace something for you or whatever, let us know. Oh, I would love to know how people are using freeform. Yeah. yeah and how much time they spent with it, uh, exactly how useful it's been. If some, someone's been able to do something new with it, I don't know, whatever your thoughts are, let us know. And in addition to uh, the context machine on uh, Postadon, uh, <laughs> you got, I'm Geek Tells and, and Jeff is Jay Gamut. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sweet. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. It's I, I'm looking forward to hearing how you play around with uh with Freeform. And by you, you should mess around with it to. just uh just so you have an idea of what it can do for you. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I, I fair enough. I will. I will let you know. 
possible. Having you having spent the hours to teach me what I could have learned in a few minutes, <laughs> having, you know, having gone through that that laborious process on my end, um, I uh, right. <laughs> I may actually uh, poke around with it. Uh, I I do like whiteboarding, and it, the problem is like having space for a physical whiteboard. Yeah, well, here you go. Now you have uh, a whiteboard that can be bigger than the screen of your Mac or iPad or yeah, iPhone. And I, uh, uh, I've tried whiteboarding apps in the past, and for some reason, they never, they just didn't, you know, definitely didn't find myself going back to them. So you know, maybe Freeform will be the um, the change. Who knows? Yeah, it, it might. I mean, if if you need for the things that you do, an app that 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 gives you a structure to work within, then I can see where Freeform could be frustrating because it, Freeform it lets you create the structure that you want, as opposed to saying, "Here, just use this." Sure. All right, I will. I will let you know. It might be on the show. Awesome. It might be in a, you know, 2 a.m. message where I'm hoping that you have muted your phone. Uh, Brian, I know you well enough. I always mute my phone when I go to bed. Excellent. Is that a very polite way of saying that I'm just muted, period? <laughs> because because that, <laughs> listen, I'm going to be honest with you, man. That'd be a completely legit choice. Um, no, you're not muted all the time. And, uh, and you're not singled out when um, when I go to bed. Uh, pretty much everyone is muted. Yeah, I don't usually do that. Um, I I do, and it's because well, I mean, no, you should do. There, there's there's. I had a problem for a while where I was getting um, um, contacted. At the most ridiculous hours, mm-hmm. by by people who um, um, meant well, but they weren't good with boundaries. Mm. So I figured, all right, if if that's not something they're capable of of managing, I will now manage it for them, and they no longer have control over that. And uh, and it's an important lesson. Um, you don't have you don't have to deal with uh, with people that go outside your boundaries if you don't want to. That is a very very fair point. Alrighty, uh, we were also going to because we 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 ended up talking uh, last week was going to be the show about Apple's new announcements. And it turned into the show about what computers should Jeff buy. Right. Mostly, mostly about that. Uh, but there was also the Mac mini and then just, we didn't really talk much about the, the M2 pro and the M2, uh, max that were, that were, um, announced. So let's, let's dig into that. What do you think? All right. I think that sounds great. So what do you know about these? Oh, next to nothing, man. I was waiting for you to tell me. I, I'm kidding. So, um, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for joining us for this week's show. Uh, the M2. So, all right. This is exactly what Apple did with the M1. First, they had the M1, then they had the M1 Pro and the M1 Max. 
And then mm-hmm. they eventually introduced the M1 Ultra for the uh, Mac Studio. Mm-hmm. The M1 Pro was available, I believe it was available on the Mac Mini originally, um, but the M1 Max was not. The M1 Pro and Max were both available in the laptop, in the, the, the uh, MacBook Pro mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. And, and then again, we eventually had the M1 Ultra, which was introduced with the Mac Studio, where the other option would be the M1 Mac. Now, currently, the Mac Studio is still only available with the M1 Max and the M1 Ultra. Now, when you say only available with the M1 Max or the M1 Ultra, these are still crazy, amazing chips. And the M1 Ultra is, uh, I mean, that that's like Apple's Ultra Pro processor or Pro user processor. So... I don't think that it's fair for you to refer to the processors that are available in your Mac as only. Uh, well, what I simply meant was that the M2 is not available in the uh, the the Mac Studio. Oh, okay. Yet, I thought you were projecting um, FOMO. Uh, I am capable of doing that. So. <laughs> What we know is that the M2 Pro and the M2 Max have more cores, more GPU cores. They support uh, more memory than the M2. And generally speaking, they're, you know, bigger, better, faster, stronger. Yeah. The the crazy thing for me uh, of all the specs on the M2 Pro and M2 Max is on the M2 Max up to 96 gig of RAM. Holy crap. It costs a lot, but holy crap. It does cost a lot. A, yeah. And uh and I would love to know what uh what people are doing with their M2 Max systems that have 96 gigs of RAM in them. And I'm not saying that like in a in a smart ass way. I'm saying it like I'm I would genuinely love to know what sort of stuff people are doing. Well, where they're like seriously taking advantage of that much RAM. You, I, I've got 128. Fascinating. I have 128 gigs of RAM in my M1 Ultra with my 20 cores. You can ask me what I do with it. I know what you do with it. <laughs> the same kind of stuff I could probably do with eight cores and 24 gigs of RAM. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you've got it if you need it. I have it. I have it, and, right, so I, and I love that it. Legitimately, need this much uh, 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 RAM. Um, let me know what you're doing with it because I I would just love to know. Yeah, so I I, I would say that um, I'm not doing I'm not doing rendering and stuff. Uh, uh, I've the my gaming on my Mac is generally speaking Civilization Six, which is which is resource of intensive mainly because it's not very efficient. It's an old mm-hmm. it's an old game. It's not doing a bunch of like, you know, real-time 3D rendering or anything like that. My point is that I have enjoyed going from my iMac to 
this Mac Studio. I don't wait for anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I that's do really nice. I do still have to quit browsers because they they suck up RAM. Yes, they will suck up all the RAM regardless of how much you have. Yes, uh, but other than that, I have not experienced any limitations. To that end, I think that the vast majority of people who have prosumer, heavy consumer, and probably even a lot of pro needs could Mm -hmm. really do just fine with one of these new Mac minis with an M2 or an M2 Pro. Oh, I agree completely. Um, uh, when, when I look at the, the M2 Mac minis, I, I'm seeing machines that are capable of handling what most people would need in a desktop computer, you know, as far as, as power goes. And yes, I know for some people it's like, well, I need to have these extra video cards and this other stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the power that's in that machine just right out of the box. That's, that's enough to meet the needs and more so for a lot of people. Uh, I, I feel like even with the things that I do, I could buy that base model $600 M2 Mac mini and, uh, and have a machine that I would be completely happy with and it would be able to handle whatever I need. And yes, the, the only drawback I would have is I'm used to having at least a terabyte of storage built in. And that base model has only 256 gig, which which is is ridiculous. That's the Apple should be ashamed that it even offers that. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, the eight gigs of Ram minimum, while I feel 16 should be the minimum at the same time, I look at what people have done with the base model M one Mac mini with only eight gigs of Ram. And I feel confident that I'd be able to make anything that I need to do happen on that $600. But it's, uh, it's going to be smoother machine. with more RAM. Uh, of course it will, but it's still faster than what I have. Yeah, okay. That's that, 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 um, that does, up, that's, that's fine and speci- specific to you right now in this yes, particular but situation. I, I think for, I think for the average consumer, um, aside from, from the amount of storage is stupid. Um, I think that $600 Mac mini with the M2 chip is a plenty powerful machine. It is. Um, I, yeah, it is. But I don't, I, I know that D- Dave, a couple of years ago now, uh, Dave did an episode of the Mac Geek Gab with John Braun that they titled it mm-hmm. is enough where they make the case that eight gigs of RAM is enough for almost everybody. Um, I will always defer to Dave on technical issues. In mm-hmm. in the tech space, this is one thing I've always disagreed with him on, though, and that's mainly because when I was traveling um, with a MacBook Air that had eight gigs of RAM, I I would bring that machine to its knees. Just was that an M series MacBook Air? Uh, no, no, it was definitely it was before the M series. Okay, and yeah, I'd well, say that so M series. That show eight is enough. Was oh, it also was. Before, yeah, that was that was before the answer. Oh the well, th- then in that case, uh, I, I'm with you. Um, 
on an Intel Mac, eight gigs of RAM was not enough. You needed a minimum of sixteen. Yeah, it is. It is definitely different with Apple, including the uh, the, the the RAM being on the the chip itself. It's got the downside that you can't upgrade it ever, 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 ever. Mm-hmm. But it's has the upside of being vastly faster. Yeah, it's got much, a lot much more efficient, a lot more uh, bandwidth. I think or throughput. I forget which which one it is. Uh, I would also add, by the way, that the M2 Mac Mini, this is the, the new Mac Mini that Apple announced a week and a half ago, uh, the M2 Mac Mini has two Thunderbolt 4 ports, that's you know your USB-C ports, mm-hmm. and then one H- HDMI port, and then the M2 Pro Mac Mini has four Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt 4 ports, i.e. USB-C, and the one HDMI mm-hmm. So if those ports and they, I'm sorry, and they both have two USB A, the uh, the you know the, the fat ones, the old ones. Yeah, the yeah the old school USB ports. So so th- uh, in terms of ports, the difference is an additional two Thunderbolt four ports p- p- uh, uh, ports on the M2 Pro model of the new Mac Mini. If that's important yeah, um, for you, keep uh, that in mind. Another thing to keep in mind, because it's going to matter for someone, um, the the M2 Pro Mac Mini supports up to three displays, whereas the not Pro M2 Mac Mini supports up to two, dis- two displays. Yeah, you know what? And if you're if you have three displays, you probably need a little more machine. Probably. <laughs> So, you know, the M2 Pro model might be the better choice for you if you've got three displays in the first place. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it is your option, your only option if you if you want to drive three displays. Yeah, if you actually want to drive them. But my point is, if you're even to sell, like you, you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe I'll get the cheaper machine and go down to two displays, which, I mean, like anyone who, going down a display is really hard. You get so used to it. You know, the only time I was ever ever able to successfully go from multiple displays to one was uh, when I switched to my 34-inch display. But the one display gave me more real estate than the two displays I was using before. So it was basically, I took the bezel out of the middle. Right, which is obviously fun to do. And I I did it when I went from... um, a G5 Mac Pro to the uh, 5K iMac. Mm, but you also got higher resolution display when you did that. I got the right? higher resolution display and I didn't really have a choice and I, and I just eventually got used to it. Having gone back to two displays, I truly enjoy it. And yay me, I'm very lucky that I can do so. Uh, but the point is, if you've got three displays, you should probably be looking at getting the most machine you can afford. I agree. Yeah, my advice for people when um, when they ask me, should I get a new computer? Um, or when they say, I need to get a new computer, what should I get? I, I tell them, get as much computer as you can afford today. And, uh, and I think that still yeah. holds true. I, get that, as much computer as you can afford. That's generally my advice, too, for, for most folks except for i mean there are uh, people like me i didn't need this this mac studio that was that was a vanity purchase for sure 
Um, okay, there is that, but uh, but generally speaking, but like people people who need a light machine, right? They like the the being as portable and light to carry around is actually important to them. They mm-hmm. if they even if they can't afford the MacBook Pro, they should probably stick with the Air. Right. Uh, so, yes, so, I agree. so there, there are times where that advice is the perfect advice. And, but in that case, I would say get the most Mac Air you can afford. There you go. See, that's it. Still applies. If if uh, if the MacBook Air is the right machine for you, get as much MacBook Air as you can afford to get. Yeah. Uh, other differences between the M2 and the M2 Pro, at least for the Mac Mini is that the M2 uh, version on the Mac Mini uh, has 8-core and 10-core GPU support, up to 24 Mm -hmm. gigs of unified memory with 100 gigs per second of memory bandwidth. And uh, for the Pro, you get 200 gigabytes per second of memory bandwidth. That's going to represent a a lot more performance for any, any time that you're actually putting your machine to work. And then mm-hmm. it supports up to 32 gigs of RAM with uh, 12 cores of CPU, so 50% more CPU cores, and 19 uh, GPU cores, which would be nine. So it's almost double the GPU cores. It's it's definitely a lot more machine. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot more machine. I mean, when you look at this at the base CPU specs, eight core versus ten core for the Pro. And uh, 10 core versus 16 core for the GPU. I mean, at first glance, it's like, well, is that really going to make that much of a difference? Yeah. Yeah, it will. The yeah. uh, Apple has a couple of great images on. Let's include this link in the show notes. This is a link to the Mac mini page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's further. It's a little bit below the fold. And they've got uh, four images, actually, where they give you basically a visual representation of the difference between the M2 and the M2 Pro. Uh, you can see that the M2 Pro has got just a lot more going on. Do you see the images I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're larger. Because they have more transistors, more gates on them. They have more. They have more. And more is, more is better. We all know this. Yeah, you know, I I love that that Apple is uh, is making machines now where I don't feel like the only option that's reasonable to go with has to have Pro in the name. I I agree with that. I agree with that, and I mean, so to a certain extent, they've 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 added more meaning to the word pro when they use it while at the same time the devices that don't have pro in them are ever more usable it's like there's there's sort of this like this sliding the shifting uh, i don't even know i don't know how to word this but there's like this 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 shift on exactly how much of a power user you need to be before you need the pro yeah In, in a very good way yeah, th- there was a time where I would not have considered getting a Mac Mini, and now if I didn't have a need for a uh, a laptop often enough to justify buying one, I would just go buy a Mac Mini. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. 
Yeah. I, I get that. And, I, I, I was not keen on the Mac Mini when it was the still Intel powered. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. I was not. I was. I was not interested in the Mac Mini at that point. It was. It seemed like an anemic machine uh, that was underpowered, underrammed, understoraged, undergraphicked. Uh, yep, I am with you. And now, I, 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 in as a reminder, I haven't used the Mac Mini. I've been using a Mac Studio now for more than a year, and I and 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 I love it. But looking at these specs, that. As Jeff said, the M2 Mac Mini is is going to meet the needs of the vast majority of people, and and the M2 Pro is going to meet like the vast majority of everybody that's left over. Yeah, yeah. So so much so that um, um, when I look at the Mac Studio, in my mind, I want to call it the Mac Pro. And and th- and this is even knowing that Apple has said uh, an Apple Silicon Mac Pro is on the way. We just don't know yeah, when. God, God, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Uh, so am I. But holy crap! When when you look at what you're getting with with the Mini, and then onto the Studio, it's like Apple ha- is making computers that are so powerful right now that it's it's leaving me very curious to see what it is that they will do with an Apple Silicon Mac pro. Right. Oh, and to it, that end, we should, I think we were, were you going to say something else about that. Um, yes, I was actually. Um, yeah. Uh, I've seen people speculating that Apple's actually going to go with an Intel Xeon or something else Intel in the Mac pro. No, Apple has, has explicitly said that they're making a, an Apple Silicon Mac Pro. So uh, I am discounting all of the the speculation that it's actually going to be an Intel based computer. Yeah, uh, that's, what no. What I think Apple should do to that end is have something like the Afterburner card that is that has Intel processors so that it can handle virtual machines. Um, yeah, I could I could absolutely see Apple doing something like that. One hundred percent. The in my opinion. And it turns out, by the way, they didn't ask me. I, weird, I know. Wow. Yeah. But 100%, they should do that. They should do that. Whether or not they will, I, 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 I kind of would be surprised if they did. But I think that they should. I'd be surprised if they did. But I'm with you. It would be a really great thing for Apple to do. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be very, very useful for a lot of folks in the science world. And uh, a, and I'm probably even in the server world too. Oh sure, I could see that. Yeah. So I don't know. That remains to be seen. But one thing that we should add is so right now Apple has the M2, the M2 Pro, and the M2 Max. The M2 Pro and M2 Max are both available in the MacBook Pro. Does the MacBook Air have a have a the M2 Pro option? Um, I'm looking. That's a good question. I'm going to check right now because uh, uh, I have the technology right in front of me to do that. MacBook Air, I'm looking uh, MacBook Air M2, no, M2 only. Yeah, it's M2. The M2 Pro is not available in the Mac uh, MacBook Air. It is available in the MacBook Pro and the M1. Excuse me. The M2 <laughs> Max is also available in the MacBook Pro. 
But the Mac Mini has only the M2 and M2 Pro. The M2 Max mm-hmm. is not available in the uh, Mac Mini. What will almost assuredly happen is uh, later this year, we'll get a new Mac Studio that has the M2 Max and M2 Ultra. That would need, uh, and the M2 Ultra has not been announced. That that would seem uh, totally reasonable. It, it would fit with the pattern that Apple has right now. Granted, that pattern is uh, kind of short. It is but, short. Uh, but it, it fits. Yeah, and here's the thing with that pattern. I feel like Apple now has a lineup of Mac computers that really makes sense. And I don't, I think there were years and yeah. years and years where I did not feel that way. I don't know I, that I was cognizant I of it, but I, I, in retrospect, I don't think I felt that way. And yes, we're still waiting for the uh, M2X based MacBook Pro, excuse me, Mac Pro. Yes, we are still waiting for that, but we, we know that it's coming. Apple has told us. And the Mac Mini line mm-hmm. makes sense now. The Mac Studio line is perfect, in my opinion. The iMacs are perfect for where they're, what they're going for. The MacBook mm-hmm. Air is perfect. The MacBook Pro, both models of the MacBook Pro are perfect. Like I just feel like Apple's Mac product line is super solid now. I, I Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like it, it makes sense again. Um, the days of, of, um, of people asking me, well, what computer should I buy and, uh, for a Mac? And if they, if they need a mobile computer, it was just immediately go right to the MacBook pro. Even if the, the pro part wasn't something that they thought mattered to them, it was like, no, if you're getting an Apple laptop, you just you end up having to get a MacBook Pro. Otherwise, you end up with something that's more limited than what you want, which didn't make sense. It uh, shouldn't have been that way. You know what? I think you're projecting a little bit. I think you're projecting on the fact that you don't want to have two computers. Uh, so my okay, bias, so, my so bias having, having a desktop. Right. Let's talk about me because that's what's important. Oh, right, right. Okay. okay. So the, the Brian, the Brian setup, that's the one that matters. You totally, man, you were like way off base there for a second. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, if you had, I left Brian town, I'm sorry. If you had a desktop computer and you sometimes needed to be mobile and you could afford it, MacBook Air was, was a great choice. And I think for a lot of people like students and and uh, and and light users of uh, of a portable i think the macbook air was still fine i think for someone like you who did not want to bifurcate their 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 uh, uh, computing devices what you said makes sense uh, yep i accept your apology <laughs> that was definitely not an apology <laughs> so you think <laughs> right so uh long story short we're excited about the m2 stuff there is a different just like with the m1 there is a difference between the m2 the m2 pro and the, m, the m2 max there's going to be an even bigger difference with the m2 ultra when it comes out or at least that's what i expect to expect to happen 
mm-hmm. the I, I I think we are at this point in the max space where you can make your decision essentially based on portability. If, yeah. If you don't need Isn't portability, cool? the Mac Two Mint, the, the excuse me, the Mac Mini is going to be great. Now, and in, in the, from there, you could decide. Well, you know how much how much heavy computing, you know how much how much processor oomph do I really need, right? That you, you can definitely have a have a discussion there. But it it it, it you you can make I don't know it. Um, if you come to me and if you come to Jeff and you ask us which computer you need, I think that with a very few amount of questions, we can have a very crystal clear answer. Yeah, I think so. I guess that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And we won't project. We'll try not to. I won't project. Mm, we'll try not to. Eh, I'll try not to. <laughs> All right. Let us know your thoughts. By the way, I'm speaking. I'm doing a cat Mac uh, on Valentine's Day. It's going to be. Oh, it's going to be a day with, awesome. with me and my favorite. Uh, Mac user group members. Oh, I love that group. Yeah. Do you want to do it with uh, me? They didn't ask, but I'm sure I could say, hey, by the way, Jeff's going to, we're, we're just going to do it. We could just record the presentation and then slap a, you know, slap the logos, uh, slap the bumpers on and post and call it a show. <laughs> you know, you laugh, but uh, <laughs> Chuck Joyner does that with Mac Voices sometimes. Oh, well, that's uh, and, and I'm yeah. not saying that in a in a smack talking way. Uh, you know, he'll he'll do a show, and uh, it's a special episode where it's done for a user group, and then he tacks his uh, his intro and outro onto that, which makes sense. And, yeah, which I, makes sense. And I've long looked at opportunities to speak to Mac user groups. I basically. I take whatever it is that you've explained to me and then I explain it to other people. See, I'm so glad that I can be there for you. It's like the circle of life. You know, so so if I do join you, all you have to do is sit there and look good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Again, let's slap bumpers on it and call it a show. Anyway, seriously though, I'm gonna be doing Cat Mac on February 14th. So, you know, if you don't have a date, come hang out with us. Yeah, if if I'm not uh, otherwise obligated on uh, that day, uh, I'll be happy to join oh, you. Ah, awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of guessing you'll be obligated. That's another point. It's completely another point. But um, and with that, Jeff, I th- I think we should call it. Hey, we're Do under it. we're under an hour too. It's fifty nine minutes. No. Yeah, for real. Do you want it to go over an hour? No, nope, I don't. Okay. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Uh, you can write us question um, uh, contextmachine.io. Context machine. Yeah. Or post it on at Context Machine. Our base is provided by Cashfly. We appreciate that. The base was recorded by Dr. Boom just for the show. Hey, Jeff, that's all this week. Brian, I'm so proud of you for saying Dr. Boom. <laughs> Thank you.